0: Welcome to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. I'm Lucio Grisale. And I'm Lisa. And we're the co-founders of the Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems. We help health and wellness professionals create even more profitable businesses with systems to easily leverage and scale so that they can create a lifestyle business.
1: We believe that every business has a unique approach that can positively impact the health and wellness of the world. There's never been a better time than now to be a leader, to expand your reach, and package your expertise into simple solutions that can move millions of people to a healthier, happier future. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing health and wellness podcasts. Let's, Let's go. go. Hello, and welcome to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast. Hey, everybody, this is Lisa Crisalli. and I am the founder and the CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems, which can be found at healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. I want to thank our special guest today, Dr. Marvin Singh, MD. Thank you so much for joining us. And before I have him, I'm actually gonna have him introduce himself. I just wanna share that Dr. Marv is the first physician in California to be both board certified in internal medicine and gastroenterology, in addition to being a diplomat of the American Board of Integrative Medicine you have a really impressive background. So instead of me trying to sort of share that, I would just love for you to introduce yourself um, and just share at a high level what you do as America's precision medicine expert.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. That was a pretty good introduction, actually. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm a little bit of a different kind of doctor, as, as, uh, as you might imagine. So I did my traditional training in Uh, internal medicine and then uh, gastroenterology and became a gastroenterologist about 11 years ago and uh, you know early on in my career my first position was at Johns Hopkins as a faculty member and uh, an associate director over there and uh, it's a great place to practice but it really kind of um, opened my eyes to you know what practicing medicine in the real world was like and I early on in my career, realized that um, something was missing from how we take care of patients and what we do for people. And that kind of led me to find Dr. Andrew Weil and integrative medicine and kind of uh, on a leap of faith, I just joined the fellowship and I I put myself through school again, I guess, basically while actively practicing. So it's a two-year fellowship program and I became board certified in um, uh, in integrative medicine in addition. And uh, I actually sit on the board now. I'm a member of the board of the American Board of Integrative Medicine. And uh, through that time period, I kind of uh, really started using these kinds of techniques with my patients and found a lot of great benefit. And that led me to kind of learn and develop more myself and Here I am today, fast forward, I'm the director of integrative gastroenterology at um, the University of California, Irvine. I have a general GI practice as well. And I also have a a precision medicine practice called Precision Clinic, where I uh, take a very highly personalized approach to people's healthcare. And that's kind of how I evolved uh, as a doctor. And so my special area of interest within integrative medicine is in uh, precision medicine and preventive healthcare. Wow. That's the long very, story short to my that's long okay,
1: story. But that's a very rare combination, I have to say. And that's why I'm so excited about having you as a guest today, because, um, you know, we we love, you know, we follow the, the concept of, you know, as much natural um you know, healthcare is possible, and to find a position at your level that understands how to tie those two together, right? The best of Western medicine and, and organic and natural medicine um, is—it's it, a rarity. So, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today.
2: Thanks. Um, I appreciate you having me.
1: So, let's start off with, um, based on all of you know, all of it is that that you do, what is the biggest problem that you solve for your patients? And then if you could also share a patient success story, that'd be
2: great. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, uh, biggest problem I solve for my patients is really helping them understand what parts of their inner biology are contributing to problems with their health. Um, you know, taking a highly personalized approach to healthcare care is important because, there are a lot of things that we don't really, you know, appreciate when we're seeing patients in a regular fast-paced doctor's office. It's often symptom-based responses. Oh, you have stomach pain? Give you this. Oh, you have nausea? Give you this. You know, oh, you know, uh, you need a colonoscopy, endoscopy, you know, so we do like different kinds of diagnostic testing, but often it's really a reaction to yeah. symptoms. And what what really the failure is in healthcare is really trying to understand where these symptoms come from truly. And sometimes it could be mitochondrial dysfunction. Sometimes it could be sensitivities or exposure to different toxins or, or or microbiome imbalances. Sometimes there's a genetic issue that could be a problem. And so, really helping people understand that uh, is is really what I enjoy doing, and and that's what I that's what I do for my patients. And you know, an example uh, would be, you know, I had a patient uh, who came to me with, you know, wanting health optimization. And it came to me saying they have a chronic lung issue. I'll try not to get too specific because we okay. have to kind of protect the confidentiality, okay. but um, you know, it was having these recurrent lung issues and um, you know, I'm not a lung doctor, but uh, certainly um, uh, using precision medicine to try to identify risk factors. Uh, we identified that uh, she had a few uh, kind of uncommon Genetic issues um, that related to the lungs. Um, There's a carrier of a cystic fibrosis gene and alpha-1 antitrypsin. And uh, so, you know, this in combination with several other things that we identified with regards to like microbiome and uh, mitochondrial health, we put together a program for her or a protocol. And she took this information back to her other doctors um, with regards to the lungs and stuff, and they were really fascinated by it and her entire um, plan of care with those doctors also shifted as well. And uh, over the next several months, uh, she started to improve dramatically and uh, actually just got a follow up is about a one year follow up. Uh, And now, whereas before walking would really uh, take away her breath, uh, now she's sprinting uphill. And so it's really remarkable when you really try to look and see what are some of the predisposing issues that can cause disease. And then you take a very personalized approach and make specific recommendations for somebody based on that information. Sometimes it's almost like magic. I mean, I don't try to, you know, uh, over-exaggerate. I mean, it it doesn't work out so perfectly on the first go at it uh, with every single person. Sometimes it's a, sometimes it's just like a puzzle you're putting together. Sometimes the puzzle is a little bit easier. Sometimes, you know, those puzzles can take you a while to figure out, but I always tell everybody that no matter what um, I I'll keep trying because it's actually fascinating for me to, to really uh, work through these uh, tough cases or, or challenges because that's what real health is all about. And that's what people need sometimes. And that's what I enjoy doing. The challenge is stimulating to me too.
1: Yeah, I, I can imagine so. And that's, that's again, what I said is very exciting is that your approach to medicine is not just prescribe a pill or prescribe something. It's really digging in and understanding that underlying cause. Okay, that's, again, that's a rarity this day and age. <laughs> and it's something that we truly appreciate. Uh, so so Dr. Singh, what was going on? Um, and I know you shared a little bit about this. I know you've had your own um transformation uh, to say, but what was going on with you that you started this this specific work, the work that you're doing today?
2: Well, um, that's a good question. You know, early on in my career, I realized that there were a lot of patients who we were able to help when they were sick. They were acutely ill they had to go to the hospital or they have a major problem. Healthcare is really good at doing that. But that's not really the majority of people that doctors see. The majority of people that doctors see are those who have chronic issues, chronic conditions, or have symptoms that just persist and remain unaddressed. Or if they are addressed, they're not really fully addressed because their quality of life is still not yeah. as ideal. Otherwise, why would people be coming to the doctor if you were feeling fine? I mean, why yeah. go just for fun, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I like talking with people, but I don't think people like going to the doctor just for fun. <laughs> Um, You know, and I realized that something's got to be missing in in how we approach things. And it was actually almost an inflection point early on in my career. I actually thought maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not a good doctor. Maybe I'm the one who's not doing the right thing. And I I remember sitting in uh, in the basement of our house and uh, talking to my wife and said, why don't we just open a bagel shop or something? I'll just I'll we'll we'll just change directions or something, you know. Um, And we joke about it now. And my wife was always more open-minded about uh, different approaches and said, yeah. And then, you know, the next week she bought this book called the textbook of integrative gastroenterology. And she said, just take a look at this. And I said, I don't know what this stuff is just, I don't know. And I left it on my desk for like a week or two. And then I eventually started flipping through it. And I saw that, you know, Hey, you know, they're talking about all the same conditions that we treat regularly. And they're, showing evidence basis for helping people with these conditions from a different viewpoint, things that I never learned in in residency, fellowship, or medical school. And um, so that kind of piqued my interest. I started reading some more, learning some more, um, talked to uh, a few colleagues. And uh, then I decided to just do the fellowship in integrative medicine, just leap of blind faith. I, I had no clue what I was getting into. And, you know, after meeting Dr. Weil and all the faculty at the uh, Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine in Tucson um, and spending a week there in person with them uh, in the beginning of the fellowship, it was like a breath of fresh air was blown into my body. And I felt, man, maybe this is what I really needed. It's not me. It's it's the it's the education or knowledge basis that we're given as doctors. And, you know, we're all focused on symptom-based response or disease-based response. And we're focused on what's the symptom or what's the diagnosis, but sometimes we're missing the big picture of what's going on inside somebody's body. What are the root causes? What are the underlying issues that are driving this, the situation, whatever the situation may be. And it really opened my eyes to that. And that's what really, um, that's what brought me to where I am. You know, I just kind of grew and developed from that point, but. Um, uh, then i real when i realized that there's something else and i started using that something else in practice everything changed for me and so yeah uh, here i am today
1: wow that is that is actually a really great story and i i applaud you for being open to seeing what is you know what else is possible because um you know my husband and i come from the nutrition side my husband was a, a registered dietitian and he worked in some of the top hospitals in southern california and you know, he was always assisting on the nutrition side with the with the doctors who didn't have that training, right? That skill set and that training. And so the fact that you were open to seeing that, you know, there is another component, right, to the overall health and wellness of the human. So I, I just think that's really fascinating. And I thank you for sharing that with us. Um now a little bit of a shift here is I think that's very, very interesting in what you just shared. Um, but obviously, now you've built this practice, you've got this very diverse um, uh, process that you that you utilize. What would you say is your superpower and that you share and that's like your that's that easy thing that just comes to you naturally?
2: Well, I try to be as humble as I can, but um, you know, I think uh, I guess if I had to say what my superpower is, I help people understand what their inner potential is. I think a lot of times people come and they're lost and frustrated, and they just don't know what to do or how to do it. And um, a lot of times, uh, you know, they don't have the motivation because of all of that and their prior experiences with healthcare and other issues. And they may just be coming to see me because somebody told them they need to see me, and they did really have no expectations, don't even know who I am or what's going to happen or anything like that. And so, you know, the, the approach that I take and the way that, you know, we talk about the problems. I mean, I spend, you know, 60 to 90 minutes the first time I meet somebody in in precision clinic. So we want to spend the time to actually get to know people. And when you do that and you get to know them and you get to know what makes them tick and what's been going on in their lives from the beginning of their lives, I mean, the history of mine starts when you were born, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, then I help them understand and realize what things could be contributing, you know, before we even do any tests to to what's going on in their personal situation. I think uh I think that's a unique thing that not very many people probably do. So I guess that's my superpower. I help people understand what's what 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 their inner potential is and what's going on.
1: And again, I think that is absolutely amazing. Because you probably have the ability, I can tell just by the way that you share and that you speak today, is to make it sound, you know, simplify it so they understand what's really going on, right? Without the medical speak, right? Like, I think that's a component. I'm the king of of
2: analogies, actually. There you go.
1: Oh, good. It
2: almost be annoying, I guess, sometimes, but (laughs) I I always give an analogy for everything.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I love that because, again, it gives them a picture, right? And they can understand that when you have an analogy. Uh We do the same thing, by the way. So <laughs> I'm with you on that. Um, all right, so we're going to shift gears a little bit because uh, obviously you've built an amazing practice here, and I would love for you to share with our listeners how um, you know what you have done to grow your your practice and your business, and and to actually really stand out. And there's a few things I already could tell that you do to, that stand out, but from your perspective, what you've done to build your practice.
2: It's a lot of things, you know, and a lot of it's learning, too. You know, this didn't just happen overnight, too. You have to learn and experience right. things. And, you know, uh, I always thought it's funny when when business people say the only way to succeed is to fail multiple times first. And uh, it's actually really true because that's the only way <laughs> you learn. You make mistakes and then you learn from it Absolutely. and you, you change it. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things that I really liked doing, which is fun and also helpful, is I started my own podcast, too. So, you know, it's one thing, you know, for me to see a patient in person and talk to them about things. But I feel like I can reach a lot more people, even if they're not my patient, by just having a show and talking about different kinds of topics that, you know, I know people want to know about because these are the things and topics that people ask me about all the time. And so that's been really helpful. And just really showing up on social media and engaging people and and putting out useful content and I contribute to a lot of different kinds of articles and different platforms. Um, I uh, am one of the co-editors of the textbook of integrative gastroenterology. So I oh. helped produce that book. And remember, I said that was the book that brought me into the field. And now yeah. all of a sudden I became uh, an editor of the second edition. So that was kind of a, a an awesome full circle. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I wrote my first book, Rescue Your Health. It'll actually be out next week. Um, so great. You know so a lot of different things, and I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of networking as well. You know, uh, getting to um, know the people that are referring to you and helping them understand what you do. All of these things in combination. I don't think there's one secret thing that you could do to you know grow a practice. It's a it's a lot of different things, and it's it's a lot of hard work and learning from different experiences, I think.
1: Well, it sounds like you have 48 hours in your day. I don't know how you do all this. but
2: I told my wife, I think last month, I said, everything would be great if they could only just make eight days in the week instead of seven. <laughs> just need one extra day.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you, you must be very efficient with your time. I can, I can tell <laughs> that. So this is sort of a, an elaboration on what you just shared. Um, but you've talked about what you've done or been doing to, you know, to grow your practice, to stand out, but where do you see yourself investing resources for growth over this next year and moving forward into the future?
2: Yeah. So I, I want to continue to see patients and see more patients and it would be nice. You know, one of my ideas is at some point, uh, probably maybe when COVID stuff settled down a little bit, it'll be a little bit easier, but to maybe set up some centers across the country um, where I can reach uh, more people. And um, the other thing that I already started doing is I started um, working with a charity organization called Bottomless Closet in um, Manhattan. And what they do is they help uh, women in need, uh, you know, for various different things. Uh, they're coming out of tough situations, and I'm their health advisor. So I give, you know, f- uh, health seminars uh, for free for them. I even take on patients that don't charge them any money at all. I manage to get them testing and supplements for free at no cost. And so you know, that's my way of kind of giving back to the world and trying to, you know, help as many people as I can, no matter what, you know. So that's one of the things. And, you know, one of my longer term goals may be to, you know, uh, set up a foundation or a charity organization myself that does these kind of things, because I think everybody should have access to this type of approach, because I see how powerful it is.
1: Absolutely. And we always like to say, being preventative and understanding what you can do on the front end, right, will save you. It'll be a lot less cost. It'll be much more cost effective on the front end than on the back end. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, here's an analogy. we were talking about analogies. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, there there's two kinds of doctors. There's the kind of doctor that uh, is like a firefighter. There's a blazing fire. You're stuck in the house. He or she will run into that burning house, take you out and save you. We need those kind of doctors. There's always going to be fires. You know, I practice that kind of medicine, too. I go to the hospital. I take care of people who are, you know, uh, very sick. But then there are the other kind of doctors um, who will say, hey, man, why were you anywhere near that burning building in the first place? We need to help you figure out how to stay away from these kind of dangerous situations, because if you weren't even there, the situation would never have happened. That's what I really enjoy doing uh, the most because the yield for quality of life, longevity, and, and just happiness in general is so much higher, right? We don't want to wait until you have a heart attack to worry about what you can do to prevent the next heart attack. We don't want the first heart attack in the first place. Right. And so that's really the difference um, uh, between, between the, the different approaches.
1: I love that analogy. That is a great one. Um, I do have a quick question, though. And, and what you were just yeah. talking about when we were talking about, um, you know, growing over the next year. Um, uh, do you currently work virtually or do you only work in person?
2: No, actually it's okay. primarily virtually.
1: Oh, it is. Okay, you are yeah. doing mostly virtual work. Okay. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, you know, it, it wasn't that's not how it started, but actually as right. as a as a thing of learning lessons and stuff, COVID uh actually forced a lot of people yes. to to figure out different solutions. So, you know, when uh the pandemic started, uh I made Precision Clinic uh, 100% telemedicine and the obstacle to that is licensing because you, you know, that's an annoyance, actually, for doctors. You you can't see a patient in a state that you don't have a license in. But, right, you know, a lot of uh, the states uh, allowed temporary authorization for licenses to doctors during the pandemic. A lot of them are still mm. still in place, actually, because the pandemic hasn't disappeared yet. So, um, you know, I have licenses in probably a dozen different states now, and applying for permanent licenses in a lot of them, um, as well, so that I can continue to see patients in those states as well. So. I learned how to basically expand uh, in that way, whereas I, I might not have or it might have taken me years longer to figure right. that out.
1: To do that. Absolutely. So it sort of forced that for you. And, and again, that's in alignment with a, a piece of growing your business moving forward as well. Um, right. Yeah, that's amazing. That is really fantastic. Um, so what would you say are your what do you see as your biggest opportunities Uh, today in the marketplace? And, and then conversely, what do you see as a possible threat? We know, you know, medical care and healthcare, you know, has a lot going on right now. So there's definitely opportunities and there's definitely challenges. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that.
2: I think the biggest opportunity is in helping people understand that um, there's a lot that they can do to take ownership of their health. And, you know, that's a lesson from my own personal experience because I did it to myself and I I realized that that was the case. And, uh, I've seen that happen time and time again with other patients. And so actually that's what my book rescue your health is all about. It's about learning what are some of the simple things you can do, um, and what, how you can get started in understanding, you know, what kinds of tests you might want to do, um, uh, and interventions you might want to make or things you want to start thinking about to help optimize your health. And so, really helping understand, helping people understand that precision medicine isn't some scary topic, you know. Uh, when you hear precision medicine, you know, and you think about DNA and genomics, sometimes it's just like shoo, over your head and like, oh, I don't know, this is too much for me. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. Um, uh, it can be made much simpler and applicable. Especially the science base evolving every minute. Um, science doesn't stop, so knowledge doesn't stop. Um, that's actually exciting, not, not something that's scary, but it's exciting because you may have your information now, and then you may learn something else about yourself in six months. If a study is published on a certain topic and, um, so helping people understand that you can do these things and you can work with, um, you know, providers who are experts in this field to really optimize your health in this way. Um, So that's where the biggest potential is. And there are not very many providers, uh, to my knowledge, that are using uh, a combination of these various different kinds of very precise tests to really create protocols or programs or recommendations for people to really address these deficiencies that they may have um, in in a very succinct manner. Um, and then I guess uh, as far as obstacles are concerned, there's always obstacles. And, and maybe there's some obstacles I don't even know about because I haven't encountered them yet. Um, but I look forward to them because that means that I'm just going to learn more about it, right? Right. It sounds um, like
1: you'll you'll research it and figure okay. out a way around it, right?
2: <laughs> I think one of the biggest obstacles is that it's it's it, and it's there in in any type of business, uh, whether it's healthcare or not, is that when uh something is seen as being beneficial, what happens? You get a lot of people who mean well doing it. And then you get a lot of people who don't actually have a full understanding of what they're doing, why they're doing it. They may not have the knowledge basis or background to do it, but then they're going to say they do it. They're going to say they know how to do it. And then they're going to bring people in because people are going to be looking, Googling online and say, I need this. And then the first thing that comes up is, they see so-and-so person and they did good search engine optimization. So their hit comes up first uh-huh. and then they go see that person and uh, they get led down the wrong path. And that that's probably the biggest obstacle, you know, and that's like that in anything, you know, you, you uh, want a new product comes out, it's being sold online. And then a lot of other, you know, copycat products come out alongside of that. And, uh, you know, some of them are poor quality and don't work out as well.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, you know we've my husband and I have been in this industry a long time and I 100 I percent agree with you on that and you see you know obviously we're a little bit more in the nutrition focus, but we'll see like you know the hottest guru or now they're the expert you know and they because they had a weight loss experience now all of a sudden they're an expert in teaching people but they don't really have the the clinical training and the background behind it right to understand what worked for them may not work for somebody else. And And they may
2: may mean well, too, you know, Absolutely. but, you know, if 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 you can't do something or you're not really trained to, then you probably shouldn't. Just like I I will never say I'm going to operate on your brain. Uh, (laughs) You know, you you would think that it would be crazy, right? If a guy who does colonoscopy says he can crack open your skull, you wouldn't be doing that. So just the same. I mean, uh, and I think I guess advice for people in the marketplace who are looking for providers is, do your research as best as, as best as you can, you know, Um, look things up, look what people's background are, what their experiences are. And, you know, um, get an idea of what you're dealing with. Just like, you know, if you're going to go on vacation somewhere and you're going to rent a VRBO, you're going to look at the reviews. You're going to look and see, you know, is this, uh, does this guy have two stars or five stars? You know, what are people saying about it? Same thing for doctors.
1: Another great analogy there. I love that one. <laughs> I told
2: you I was the king.
1: <laughs> All right, we're going to challenge you on that one. That's a great. I love. I love analogies. Again, it simplifies it. All right. So this has been such a fantastic conversation. I love the work that you're doing. Um, but I want to wrap it up with this one last question. So, if you had a magic wand, what would you invest in in your business and in practice?
2: Um. I guess. Uh... If I had a magic wand uh, and that magic wand uh, was <laughs> tied to unlimited funds, I guess, <laughs>
1: absolutely, <laughs>
2: um, uh, I would probably, you know, I think one of the best things would be for me to just really expand. I- I'm one person and, you know, uh, one person can't see a million people, even though I want to. And so I would love to be able to train people to follow the methodologies that I practice and teach them and then also empower them with the ability to, you know, uh, run a practice like mine under my guidance. So that's basically the idea of setting up um, different practices across the country and um, helping people, uh, you know, follow the same methodology so that they don't, uh, you know, fall astray.
1: Yeah. And that's brilliant having a methodology um, that's really critical before you can begin to leverage and scale it anyway. You must have like something that is you know your own system, your own process. So I think that's a really a brilliant move and it makes total sense. And we definitely need more of you and what it is that you do, the practice that you, that you have. Um, I, I really uh, support that. So we'll, we'll be talking. <laughs> um, so let's wrap up with this for people listening and wanting to connect with you, wanting to reach out, um, learn how they can connect with you. What would be the next step? Where, where should they go?
2: Yeah, I have a few websites. So drmarvinsing.com and precisionclinic.com. Um, uh, you can get my email address straight from there. So it's li- linkable and I'm pretty active on social media, particularly Instagram it's at Dr. Marvin Singh. So people send me messages there all the time as well. So I'm, I try to make myself as accessible as possible.
1: Awesome. And all of those links, by the way, will be found in the show notes. So don't worry, I'll make sure you have the correct spelling so that you can find it. Yep. And um, uh, but again, those will all be in the show notes. So all they have to do is click on the link. We'll have direct access to to reach out to you. And I have a Thank feeling uh, they probably will. So once again, this is Lisa Crossali. I am the founder and CMO of Health and Wellness Business Profit Systems, found at healthandwellnessbusinessprofitsystems.com. I want to thank all of our listeners for being here, for listening in to this amazing conversation with Dr. Singh. It has been very enlightening. Uh, We love the work that you do. And I want to thank you and we will see you next time.
0: Lucha Lisa here. And thank you so much for listening to the Standout Leaders of Health and Wellness podcast show. If you are a successful medical, health, fitness, wellness, or nutrition professional who would like to be a guest on this program, please visit www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. That URL again is
1: www.hwbps.com forward slash podcast. And if you got something awesome from this interview, we would love for you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on all the socials. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag standout leaders of health and wellness. That's hashtag standout leaders of health and wellness. We absolutely love seeing your posts and your guest suggestions.
0: And by the way, we regularly publish new episodes and content. So to make sure that you get notified of new episodes, go ahead and subscribe right now.
1: Subscribe right now. And your thumbs up, your ratings, and your reviews go such a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to us and our team. Also, if you want to learn more, go to www hwpps.com forward slash podcast to connect and follow us on all our social media thanks Thanks
0: for for listening listening. we
1: will see see you on the next show